بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا غفر الله لنا ولشيخنا وللمستمعين والمسلمين يقول الشيخ الاسلام ابن الشيخ الاسلام ابن تيميه رحمه الله تعالى في كتابه العقيده الواسط الواسطيه الأمثال هذه الأحاديث التي يخبر فيها رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عن ربه بما يخبر به فإن الفرقة الناجية أهل السنة والجماعة يؤمنون بذلك كما يؤمنون بما أخبر الله به في كتابه من غير تحريف ولا تعطيل ومن غير تحييف ولا تمثيل بل هم الوسط في الفرق الأمة كما أن الأمة هي الوسط في الأمم فهم وسط في باب صفات الله سبحانه وتعالى بين أهل التعطيل الجهمية وأهل التمثيل المشبهة وهم وسط في باب أفعال الله بين الجبرية والقدرية وفي باب وفي باب وعيد الله بين المرجئة وبين الوعيدية الوعيدي من القدرية وفي باب أسماء الإيمان والدين بين الفرورية والمعتزلة وبين المرجئة والجهمية وفي أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بين الرافضة وبين الخوارج وقد دخل فيما وقد دخل فيما ذكرناه من الإيمان بالله الإيمان بما أخبر الله به في كتابه وتواتر عن رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم وأجمع عليه صلاة الأمة من أنه سبحانه فوق سماواته على عرشه علي على خلقه وهو سبحانه معهم أينما كانوا يعلمون ما هم عاملون كما جمع بين ذلك في قوله هو الذي خلق السماوات والأرض في ستة أيام ثم استوى على العرش يعلم ما يلج في الأرض وما يخرج منها وما ينزل من السماء وما يعرض فيها وهو معكم أينما كنتم والله بما تعملون بصير وليس معنى قوله وهو معكم أنه مختلف بالخلق فإن هذا لا توجده اللغة وهو خلاف ما أجمع عليه صلف الأمة وخلاف ما قبر الله عليه الخلق بل القمر آية من آيات الله من أصغر مخلوقاته وهو موضوع في السماء وهو مع المسافر وغير المسافر أينما أينما كان وهو سبحانه فوق عرشه رقيب على خلقه محيم محيم عليه مطلع عليه إلى غير ذلك من معاني ربوبيته وكل هذا الكلام الذي ذكره الله من أنه فوق العرش وأنه معنى حق على حقيقته لا يحتاج إلى تحريف ولكن يصان عن الظنون الكاذبة مثل أن يظن أن ظاهر قوله في السماء أن السماء تذله أو تقل وهذا باطل بإجماع أهل العلم والإيمان فإن الله قد وسع كرسيه السماوات والأرض وهو يمسك السماوات والأرض أن تزول ويمسك السماء أن تقع على الأرض إلا إلا بإذنه ومن آياته أن تقوم السماء والأرض بأمره. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا. 
ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير ونشهد ان محمدا عبد الله وخليله ورسوله ارسله رحمه للعالمين فبلغ الرساله وعد الامانه ونصح للامه وجاهد في الله حق جهاده صلوات الله وسلامه عليه ترك امته على محجه طريق محجه واضحه ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها الا هذا نسال الله العافيه والسلام ثم رضوانه جل وعلا على صحابه محمد الذين امنوا به وهاجروا معه واليه وازروا وجاهدوا معه وبذلوا انفسهم وامالهم في نصره دعوته صلوات الله وسلامه عليه ثم حملوها بعده فاللهم ارضى عنهم واجعلنا جميعا من محبيهم المترضين عنهم يا ارحم الراحمين يقول الشيخ الاسلام محمد احمد بن عبد الحليم بن تيميه رحمه الله عليه في مبدا كلامنا هذه الليله يقول الى امثال هذه الاحاديث يشير من من الاحاديث الى ما يتعلق بالرؤيا وهو قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم انكم سترون ربكم كما ترون القمر ليله البدر لا تضامون لا يشق عليكم ولا تشقون على احد كل يراه رؤيه الحقيقيه فإن است... ثم عاد يبين لهم النبي اسباب ما يحقق الله لهم في رؤيه ربهم جل وعلا قال فان استطعتم الا تغلبوا على صلاه قبل طلوع الشمس وصلاه قبل غروبها فافعلوا متفق عليه يعني قبل غروب الشمس صلاه العصر وقبل طلوعها صلاه الفجر وهذان الوقتان هما هما اللذان يجتمع فيهما ملائكه الليل وملائكه النهار يرتقون في العصر ملائكه النهار سيصعدون وملائكه الليل نزلوا ويرتقون في صلاه الفجر ملائكه النهار نازلون وملائكه الليل يصعدون مكثوا مع الخلق ليلتهم فالمحافظه على هاتين الصلاتين تقتضي المحافظه على بقيه الصلوات فيقول شيخ الاسلام الى امثال هذه الاحاديث التي فيها اثبات الرؤيه رؤيه الناس لربهم جل وعلا التي يخبر فيها صلى الله عليه وسلم عن ربه بما يخبر به فان القران فان الفرقه الناجيه من هي الفرقه الناجيه؟ هم اهل السنه والجماعه من هم؟ هم الذين قال النبي عنهم صلى الله عليه وسلم من كان على مثل ما انا عليه واصحابي هؤلاء هم الفرقه الناجيه النبي لما ذكر افتراق الامم التي قبلنا ذكر افتراق أمة محمد ثم قال كلها في النار إلا واحدة فسئل من هي؟ قال من كان على مثل ما أنا عليه يوم أصحابي الفرقة الناجية هم أهل السنة والجماعة يؤمنون بكل ما جاء عن الله في كتابه وما جاء عن عن الله في سنة رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم فالنبي قال أنكم سترون ربكم كما ترون القمر يقول العلماء 
انه تشبيه للرؤيه بالرؤيه وليس للمرء بالمرء الله بالنسبه لله جل وعلا ليس كمثله شيء تقول اهل السنه يؤمنون بذلك كما يؤمنون بما اخبر الله به في كتابه يعني كما نزل القران يؤمن اهل الحق بما دلت عليه الفاظ القران الله ذكر ان القران بلسان عربي مبين فكل ما جاء فيه في القران الكريم من وصف لا شيء يتعلق بالله بل يداه مبسوطتان ان كذا اعيننا ان انني معكما اسمع وارى الى غير ذلك كل ما جاء في القران يؤمن به اهل السنه والجماعه كما جاء في القران من غير تحريف لا يصد على النمع الذي الذي دل عليه الله الى معنى اخر الذين يقولون نعمته حفظه الى اخره لا يؤمنون بما جاء عن الله في كتابه او في سنه رسوله كما جاء من غير تحريف ولا تعطيل التحريف ان يصرف المعنى عن ما دل عليه والتعطيل ان ينكر المعنى ينكر على لا صحه له ومن غير تكييف ولا تمثيل الرحمن على العرش استوى هذا في القرآن الكريم لما قال رجل لمالك بن أنس إمام دار الهجرة من المذهب المالكي أحد خيار سلف هذه الأمة كيف استوى فقال مالك له الاستوى معلوم يعرفه يعرفه من يعرف هذه اللغة التي نزل بها القرآن والكيف مجهول والإيمان به واجب فما جاء والسؤال عنه بدعة ثم قال لا أراك إلا رجل رجل سوء أخرجوه من المسجد فأهل السنة يؤمنون بما جاء في الكتاب عن الله وما جاء عن رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يضحك يضحك الله جل وعلا من غير ذلك يؤمنون به كما جاء من غير تكييف ولا تمثيل ثم يقول شيخ الاسلام بل هم الوسط في فرق الامه الامه الاسلاميه هي الوسط بين الامم واهل السنه ومعنى اهل السنه الذين يقبلون كلام النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وفق ما تكلم به لا يقولون عن اليد انها النعمه أو أنه معكم يعني بكذا ولا بكذا بتوفيق لا يؤمنونه كما جاء ثم يأتي زيادة بيان قال فهم وسط في باب صفات الله سبحانه وتعالى بين أهل التعطيل الذين ينكرون صفات الله وهم الجهمية ومن يسير سيرتهم وأهل التمثيل وهم المشبهة الذين يشبهون الله جل وعلا ويبقى وجه ربك يقول مثل وجه كذا وكذا 
نؤمن بما جاء في القرآن على وفق ما يريده الله جل وعلا له وجه نعم له وجه كما قال الله يقول بين أهل التعطيل الجامية وأهل التمثيل المشبهة وأعداء أهل السنة يسمون أهل السنة مشبهة لماذا؟ لأنهم يقول نعم له يدان الله يقول بل يداه مبسوطتان والمعطلة يقول لا ما ليس له يدان وإنما المقصود فيه نعمة إلى غير ذلك يقول وهم وسط في باب أفعال الله بين الجبرية والقدرية الجبرية الذين يقولون أن الإنسان مجبر على هذا الشيء لا يملك ليس له خيار يعمل هذا العمل لأنه مجبر يعني إذا زنى الزاني قال هو مجبر ليس عليه شيء هذا شيء أجبره الله عليه الجبرية هم الذين يقولون عمل الإنسان ليس باختيار يعني إذا ما صلى وكفر مجبر على هذا الكفر ولذلك يقولون فرعون مؤمن بالله الخبريه الذين يقولون ان الله لم يقدر الامور وهذه من البدع التي ظهرت في عهد الصحابه رضي الله عنهم والله جل وعلا جعل الايمان بالقدر من اركانها امر الدين ثم بالله ملائكته وكتبه ورسله واليوم الاخر وتؤمن بالقدر خيره وشره يعني إذا وقع أمر من الأمور لا تظن أن لا يصح أن يقول الواحد هذا وقع ليس لله فيه تدبير لا كما واحد سئل قيل له أيرضى الله جل وعلا بالمعاصي فرد عليها الآخر قال هل ترى أن الله لا يعلم عن عمل الناس والله يقول والله خلقكم وما تعملون يقول هنا وفي باب الوعيد وعيد الله بين المرجئه وبين الوعيديه من القدريه المرجئه هم الذين يقولون ان العمل لا دخل له بالايمان يعني الواحد مؤمن ما دام يؤمن بوجود الله فهو مؤمن كامل الايمان انه يبين الايمان ما هو ذكر ان الايمان الصلاه والله قال في القران الكريم وما كان الله ليضيع ايمانكم لما حولوا من استقبال البيت المقدس باستقبال الكعبه اشكل عليهم الامر قالوا كيف تكون صلواتنا أنزل الله ما كان الله ليضيع إيمانكم يعني عملكم محفوظ الذي أخبر في وقت عبد القيس أن الإيمان الصلوات شهادة أن لا إله إلا الله فالمرجئة يقولون لا دخل بالأعمال 
لا دخل للاعمال بالايمان الايمان مكانه القلب وما كان باليدين او باللسان او بالقدم بالرجل كل هذه ليس من هذه اعمال النبي يقول ان هذا من الايمان يقول وفي ذلك يعيد الله بين المرجئه وبين الوعيديه من القدريه الوعيديه الذي يقولون ان الوعد لا بد ان يقع الوعيد يعطلون عفو الله جل وعلا وقالوا في باب اسماء الايمان والدين بين الحروريه والمعتزله وبين المرجئه والجهميه اسماء الايمان الايمان يشمل ما في القلب وما تؤديه الجوارح التي منها اللسان لان قول لا اله الا الله من الايمان القيام والركوع والسجود والجلوس والتلاوه كل هذه من الايمان وهي عمل الحروريه هؤلاء هم الخوارج والمعتزله ملتحقون بهم بشيء ما يعني الحروريه يقولون ان الانسان اذا ارتكب معصيه فقد كفر فهو كافر ومخلد في النار المعتزله يقولون هو ليس بكافر ولكنه مخلد في النار ولذلك يسمون اهل المنزلتين منزله بين الكفر والايمان لكنها لا تنفع والحروري سموا الحروريه لانهم لما خرجوا على علي بن ابي طالب رضي الله عنه انزاحوا الى حروره مكان في العراق قريبا من الكوفه فسموا حروريه والمرجئه الذين يقول العمل لا دخل له والجهميه المعطله وفي اصحاب رسول الله اهل السنه وسط بين الخوارج وبين الرافضه الخوارج كفروا علي بن ابي طالب ومن معه ومعاويه ومن معه من الصحابه ايضا هؤلاء الخوارج والرافضه كفروا جميع اصحاب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الا ما استثنوا واهل السنه لا يكفرون الذين خرجوا على علي ولا يغنون في من بقوا معه ولهذا سئل علي رضي الله عنه قيل اكفار هم يعني الذين خرجوا عليه قال لا من الكفر فر مع ان النبي عليه الصلاه والسلام قال عنهم انهم يمرقون من الدين كما يمرق السهم من الرميه 
وامر بان يقتلوا وقال تقتلهم اولى الطائفتين بالحق فكان قاتلهم على يد علي رضي الله عنه ومن معه ثم كان في هذا وجوب الايمان باستواء الله على عرشه وعلوه على خلقه ومعيته لخلقه وانه لا تنافي بينهما هذا العنوان يشير الى قول الشيخ الاسلام وقد دخل فيما ذكرناه من الايمان بالله الايمان بما اخبر الله به بكتابه وتواتر عن رسوله واجب صلى الله عليه وسلم واجمع عليه سلف الامه من انه سبحانه فوق سماواته بدا خلق السماوات والارض ذكره الله في سوره فصلت حاميم فصلت لما ذكر خلق السماوات والارض المده التي يقول فهو سبحانه على عرشه علي يعني فوق على خلقه وهو سبحانه معهم اينما كانوا يعني بعلمه ويراهم ويسمع كلامهم يعلم ما هم عاملون كما جمع بين ذلك في قول الله في قوله سبحانه في القران هو الذي خلق السماوات والارض في سته ايام ثم استوى العرش يعلم ما يلج في الارض وما يخرج منها وما ينزل من السماء وما يعرج فيها وهو معكم اينما كنتم والله بما تعملون بصير هذه لا اشتملت على هذه المعاني هو فوق السماوات الله ذكر ان كرسيه وسع السماوات والارض يعني هو ليس في داخل السماء جل وعلا هو على الكرسي فوق العرش والكرسي وسع السماوات والارض ومع ذلك هو معنا اينما كنا ولذلك قال الله جل وعلا لموسى وهارون انني معكما اسمع وارى وفي سوره المجادله قد سمع الله قول التي تجادلك في زوجها ما قال قد علمه بس لا قال قد سمع تقول عائشه رضي الله عنها اني لفي الغرفه حجره والمراه تكلم النبي ويخفى علي بعض كلام بعض كلامه والله جل وعلا يعلم كل شيء يقول شيخ الاسلام وليس معنى قوله وهو معكم انه مختلط بالخلق فان هذا لا توجبه اللغه وهو خلاف ما اجمع عليه سلف الامه وخلاف ما فطر الله عليه الخلق يعني الامه اجمعت على ان الله فوق السماء ثم استوى الى السماء وهي دخان فقال لها ولرضعتي طوعا كرها قالتا اتينا طائعين فقضاهن سبع سماوات في يومين الله اكبر يقول انه ليس انه معنا مختلف لا ويضربنا من الامثله يكون الانسان خائف 
وشخص في عماره مرتفع يطل عليه من العمارة قال لا تخف انا معك يعني انا الذي اؤيدك وانصرك الله معنا ولو كان فوق عرشي فوق سبع سماوات فوق كرسي جل وعلا يقول ليس معناه انه مختلط كانت مختلط هذه التي يقولها اصحاب وحده الوجود يعني لا يؤمنون بوجود الله وانما كل واحد هو العبد وهو المعبود كما هو معروف في كلام المتصوفه الذين ينحدرون الى ما يسمى بوحده الوجود فان هذا لا تجبه اللغه وهو خلاف ما اجنى عليه سلف الامه وخلاف ما فطر الله عليه الخلق ان الخلق مفطورون على ان يرفعوا رؤوسهم في مطالبهم ولذلك المراه التي جاريه مملوكه اراد ان يعتقها سيدها يريد ان يعتق مؤمنه فسالها النبي قالت قال لها اين الله؟ قالت واشرت الى السماء انه فوق السماء قال من انا؟ قال انت قالت انت رسول الله قال اعتقها فانها مؤمنه يقول بل القمر ايه من ايات الله هذه مجرد التمثيل من اصل المخلوقات يعني من اصل الاجرام المخلوقه من اصلها وان لم يكن هو اصغرها كلها وهو موضوع في السماء وهو مع المسافر وغير المسافر اينما كان وهو سبحانه فوق عرشه رقيب على خلقه مهيمن عليه مطلع عليه الى غير ذلك من معاني ربوبيته يعني كمال الملك يقتضي كمال التصرف الله جل وعلا هو كامل الملكيه للخلق النبي مثل الصحابه في الرؤيا قال هل يحصل عندكم اشكال في رؤيه القمر ليله 15 قال لا قال انكم سترون ربكم كما ترون القمر ليله البدر قال وكل هذا الكلام الذي ذكره الله من انه فوق العرش وانه معنى حق على حقيقته لا يحتاج الى تحريف يعني نؤمن به ولكن يصان عن الظنون الكاذبه مثل ان يظن ان ظاهره فوق قوله في السماء ان السماء تظله وتحويه وتقله فهذا باطل باجماع اهل العلم والايمان فان الله وسع كرسيه كرسي الله الله قال وسع كرسيه السماوات والارض السماوات وهو يمسك السماوات والارض ان تزول من الصلاة ذلك في القرآن ويمسك السماء أن تقع الأرض إلا بإذنه ومن آياته أن تقوم السماء والأرض بأمره هذه المعاني ينبغي للمؤمن أن يكون مسلما للإيمان به موقنا أن كل ما قاله الله جل وعلا عن هيمنته قدرته واحاطته واطلاعه رؤيته وسماعه وما اخبر عنه رسوله من رؤيه المؤمنين له 
وما ذكره الله جل وعلا من حجم حجب من يحجبهم ينبغي للمؤمن ان يحرص على توطين نفسه على ان كلما جاء عن الله في كتابه او في سنه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انه صحيح حق على وفق ما نطق به الله او نطق به رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم فنوقف على هذا فاسال الله جل وعلا ان ينفعنا جميعا بما نسمع ونقول وان يمنحنا الثبات على الحق وان يزيدنا ايمانا وتقى وان يصرف عنا كل محنه وبليه وبلوى وان يجير بلادنا وبلاد المسلمين من كل شر وفتنه وان ينصر المظلومين على الظالمين انه جل وعلا القادر على كل شيء صلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى وصحبه وسلم تسليما كبيرا The Shaykh Hafizullah Ta'ala in tonight's lesson began by praising Allah Azza wa Jal and bearing witness to His oneness. We seek refuge in Allah Azza wa Jal from the evil of ourselves. Whomsoever Allah Azza wa Jal dies, there is no one to lead him astray, and whomsoever Allah leads astray, there is no guide for him. And may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He was his slave and messenger. And he was beloved to Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah sent him as a mercy to mankind. He gave the message. And he was sincere and he fought in the way of Allah. And he left the Ummah upon a clear path. No one deviates from it except that he is destroyed. And may Allah be pleased with the companions of the Prophet wasallam, Those who believed in him and migrated with him and migrated to him and fought in the way of Allah Azawajal and those who carried the message of Islam after the death of the Prophet may Allah be pleased with them and may Allah make us from amongst those who love them Shaykh al-Islam ibn al-Timir mentioned in this treatise the Shaykh Habib Allah because in, uh, in tonight's lesson Shaykh al-Islam uh, his speech is connected to the previous lesson. So, where the author says, and other examples of the narrations of the Prophet ﷺ, in which he, in which he informs of Allah Azawajal, the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala informed that this is related to the previous speech in which the Prophet informed his companions that they would see their Lord and they would not have any difficulty in seeing Allah on the Day of Judgment. And similar to uh, the fact that we don't have difficulty in seeing the moon on the night of a full moon. So the Prophet informed his companions that they would see Allah and they would not have any difficulty in seeing him And then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and this is also in the previous lesson, from the previous lesson, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam informed them of one of the reasons that would allow them to see Allah Azza wa Jal, and that is that they are not 
uh, or that they have the ability to uh, pray Salat al-Asr and Salat al-Fajr. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, these times, these are when, this is when the angels of the day and the angels of the night, they meet. At Salat al-Asr, the angels that were with the individual during the day, they ascend to the heavens. And at the same time, the angels who will be with the individual at night, they descend from the heavens. So the Prophet ﷺ instructed the individual to protect these two prayers, Salat al-Fajr and Salat al-Asr. And indeed he mentioned, Habib Allah Ta'ala, he mentioned that indeed if a person protects and preserves praying Salat al-Fajr and Salat al-Asr at their legislated time, then they would also preserve protecting or preserve praying the other prayers at their legislated time. Then the author of Rahim Allah Ta'ala mentioned that Al-Firqat Al-Najiyah or the sage sect, the people of the Sunnah, that which they believe in, and what Allah Azza informed of Himself in His book, without distorting and without denying and without asking how and without making Allah similar to His creation. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, who is the sage sect? They are the people of the Jama'ah, the people of the Sunnah and the Jama'ah. They were the ones that the Prophet ﷺ said, they are the ones who are upon that which I am upon and my companions. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned that previous nations went astray. And he mentioned that there will be groups from amongst his followers that also go astray. And these are the people and there will be one sect or group that would uh, be entering into Jannah. The companions asked, who are they? And the Prophet ﷺ said, they are the ones that I am upon and my companions. So these are the safe sect. And the safe sect, the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, they believe in that which is come in the Qur'an, as well as in the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, from the descriptions of Allah Azza wa And from that, is that we would see Allah Azza wa on, or they would see Allah Azza wa on the Day of Judgment. And not that Allah would be similar when A'udhu Billah to the moon, no, but they would be, the, the, yani, the comparison is the ease in that which you are viewing, not the, the very thing that you are viewing. So the, the companions or the believers on the Day of Judgment, they will have ease in viewing Allah Azawajal just as you have ease in viewing the moon on the night of the full moon. And we believe and the descriptions of Allah Azawajal as they have been mentioned in the Qur'an as well as in the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and that which the Arabic language informs. As Allah said, لِسَانًا عَرَبِيًّ مُبِينَ The Qur'an has been revealed with a pure Arabic, uh, pure Arabic tongue. It is, uh, yani the Arabic language in the Qur'an is pure, it is, it is clear. So everything which has come in the Qur'an and the description of Allah Azawajal, we believe in it. Allah says, His hands are lowered. Allah says, Verily you are in our vision. Allah says, I hear and I see. So all of this is from the descriptions of Allah and we believe in it just as it is come in the Qur'an. We do not distort the meaning of the attributes of Allah. Tahrif is that you distort the actual meaning. So for example, you say the hands of Allah, you say 
they distort the meaning, they say this means the blessings of Allah. Does it mean that Allah actually has or possesses hands? Or ta'ati, which means that you deny the meaning. So Allah mentioned in the Quran, Ar-Rahman al-Arshistawa, Allah has risen above the throne. So we believe in it. A man came to Imam Malik, the Imam of Darul Hijrah, the Imam of Medina of his time, and he's one of the best scholars of this Ummah. And he said, how is it that Allah rose above the throne? Or how is it that Allah rose? Imam Malik said, rising is known. Istiwa ma'adum. Wal-kayfu majhul. And how Allah rose, this is not something that we know. Wal-imanu bihi wajib. And belief in it is obligatory. And questioning it is an innovation. And I don't see you except as an evil man. So he ordered him to be removed from the masjid. So we believe in the descriptions of Allah Azawajal in the Qur'an and in the Sunnah. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned that Allah laughs, so we believe in it. Then the author mentioned, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, that the people of the Sunnah, they are at the center uh, when it comes to the sifat of Allah Azawajal, the descriptions of Allah Azawajal. And the Shaykh mentioned that the Ummah, the Islamic Ummah, they are at the center of all of the nations. And the people of the Sunnah and Jama'ah, they are at the center of the people that have gone astray between, between extremism and uh, abandonment and the likes. So we do not say the hand of Allah means the blessings of Allah. Nor do we say that... Uh, no, so we do not change and distort the meaning of the attributes of Allah Azawajal. Then he mentioned... They are between the, the people of Ta'atib, the people that deny the attributes of Allah, such as the Jahmiyyah and the Mushabbiha. And the Shaykh mentioned, Habib Allah Ta'ala, Naam, you have the Mushabbiha, those that say, when Allah said, وَيَبْقَى وَجْهُ رَبِّكَ ذُو الْجَلَالِ وَالْإِكْرَامِ The face of your Lord would remain. They said, the face of Allah is similar to the face of so-and-so. This is not the way of Ahlul Sunnah. We do not say Allah is similar to any of His creation. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that the enemies of Islam, they say or they describe the people of the Sunnah that we say Allah is similar to His creation. Why? Because we affirm the attributes of Allah. Because we say that Allah has hands and the likes, they say that we, uh, we make Allah similar to His creation and this is incorrect. But we describe Allah with that because Allah has described Himself with that. And with regards to the actions of Allah, they are uh, the middle course between the Jabariyyah and the Qadriyyah. And the Shaykh mentioned the Jabariyyah, they are the people that say that uh, the human or the individual is forced. The individual is forced to do an action. So if an individual fornicates, they said he was forced to fornicate. So there is no sin upon him. If an individual does any action, if an individual disbelieves, they said he was forced to disbelieve. So they say, مثلاً, Fir'aun is a believer. They say, Fir'aun is a believer because he was forced to disbelieve. And the Qadariyyah, they say that Allah did not decree anything. They say that Allah Azawajal did not decree anything. And this is one of the groups that present, presented itself during the time of the companions. And they deny the decree, the divine decree of Allah Azawajal. But we understand that Allah Azawajal made Belief in divine decree, one of the pillars of Islam. As the Prophet ﷺ mentioned in the, the long hadith, وَتُؤْمِنُوا بِالْقَدْرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ And you believe in Qadr, it's good and it's bad. 
So, if an individual falls into an affair, it is not correct to say that this was uh, separate from the decree of Allah Azza wa Jalla. No, anything that takes place, it it follows the decree of Allah Azza wa Jalla. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala. An individual said a person, an individual said to a person, do you say that Allah is pleased with a sin? A person falls into a sin. Does that mean that Allah is pleased with it? The response to that individual is to say, do you say that Allah does not know that that person would fall into the sin? So, and then the person responds, Allahu khalaqakum wa ma ta'amaloon. Allah said in the Quran, Allah created you and that which you do. So Allah created the individual and Allah created that which the individual does. So nothing is exempt from the decree of Allah Azza wa Jal. And with regards to the punishment of Allah between the murji'ah and the wa'idiyah from the qadriyah. The murji'ah, they are the individuals that say that actions do not affect a person's iman. Actions do not affect a person's iman. Now, and Now, so these individuals are the people that say action do not affect a person's iman and they have nothing to do with a person's iman. And we understand that the actions are a part of your iman. As it was mentioned by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the verse is in Allah, now, now, the verse in the Quran where Allah Taala mentioned and Allah would not, uh, you know, make, make, your, make your iman invalid. Allah would not make your iman invalid. This verse was revealed when Allah changed the direction of the prayer from Bayt al-Maqdis to the Kaaba. And the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, they previously used to pray towards Bayt al-Maqdis. So they felt that once the direction of the prayer was changed to the Kaaba, does that mean our previous prayers are invalid and they have no reward? وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ لِيُدَيَّ Verily, Allah would not make your iman invalid. But what was the iman that was mentioned in this verse was their prayer. Because they feared that their previous prayer, which was done in the direction of Bayt al-Maqdis, it would be invalid and they would not be rewarded for it. So Allah said in the Quran, Allah would not make your iman invalid, meaning your prayer. So the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, that shows that the action, which was the prayer, it is from the iman. Because Allah described it in the Quran as iman. Likewise, uh, when the waqt of Abdul Qais came to the Prophet ﷺ and they questioned the Prophet ﷺ about, uh, about their actions, the Prophet ﷺ described it as Iman. So the murja'ah, they feel that actions are not at all a part of Iman. And they feel that the Iman of an individual is only in his, in his chest. And that which you do with your hands, that which you do with your feet, that which is set up with your tongue, has nothing to do with the iman of, of the individual. The wa'idiyah, they are the individuals that said, if Allah makes a, a threat, then it has to take place. So they deny the mercy and the pardoning and the forgiveness of Allah Azawajal. They said, no, this cannot take place. If Allah makes a threat, then it has to be fulfilled. And the Ahl Sunnah are between the murji'ah and the wa'idiyah. Now, and with regards to uh, the qadr, and with regards to the, the asma of iman and deen, bayn al-haruriyah wal-mu'tazila. 
the Haruriya, they are from the they are from the Khawarij. They are from the Khawarij. And they are the individuals that said, and I mean the Sheikh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala, and they are from the Khawarij, and you have the Mu'tazila, and the Mu'tazila and the Khawarij, uh, the Haruriya from the Khawarij, and the Mu'tazila, they are similar to, to the Khawarij. The Khawarij feel that an individual who performs a, a, a sin, it takes them out of the fold of Islam, and they would, it takes them out of the fold of Islam, and they would be in the hellfire forever, the Khawarij. The Mu'tazila say that if a person in this life, if they commit a sin, it doesn't take them out of the fold of Islam, but at the same time they are not a believer. But in the hereafter, they will be in the hellfire forever. So the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila, both of them agree about the hereafter. Whoever commits a sin, he is in the hellfire forever. But the Khawarij says, in this life, he is a disbeliever. He is out of the fold of Islam. The Mu'tazila say, in this life, he is not a believer and he is not a disbeliever. He is al-manzila bayna manzilatayn. He is in between. But in the hereafter, he is a disbeliever. Now, and the reason why they were called Haruriya is because they went against Ali ibn Abi Talib anhu. Uh, when he was the Khalifa, when he was the ruler, they went against Ali ibn Abi Talib and they migrated to a land in Iraq. Harura. They migrated to a land in Iraq which is called Harura and they stayed there. And the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala that they considered Ali ibn Abi Talib to be Kufar, they considered Muawiyah to be Kufar and any, anyone who supported Ali to be, they were disbelievers and anyone who supported Muawiyah, they were disbelievers with the Khawarij. And the Rafida, and the Sheikh mentioned the Rafida, the Rafida, they are the ones that they say all of the companions of the Prophet are disbelievers. All of the companions of the Prophet are disbelievers except a few uh, number who they exempt from disbelief. And Ahlul Sunnah, they say the people that went against Ali, they were not disbelievers. Uh, the people that went against Ali, they were not disbelievers. And likewise, they don't have extremism with regards to Ali and his followers. They don't have extremism with regards to Ali and his followers. Ali ibn Abi Talib anhu, he was questioned about those who went against him. The Khawarij. He was questioned about the Khawarij. And he said, are they disbelievers? And Ali, he responded, he said, verily they ran from disbelief. So Ali, and he, he was of the opinion that they weren't disbelievers. He said, verily they, they ran from disbelief. But although the Shaykh mentioned Abi Bala Ta'ala, the Prophet said, they would run from the religion. This is how the Prophet described the Khawarij. He said they would run from the religion like the arrow from the bow. Like the arrow, the arrow from the, the bow. And then the Prophet the Shaykh mentioned that the Prophet said they would be killed. The Khawarij, they would be killed by the group which is closest to the truth. And the Khawarij, they were killed by Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala. Then the author mentioned, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. And likewise, from the Iman of Ahlul Sunnah, is that which is belief in Allah Azza wa and that which he informed of himself in his book, and that which has been reported by the Prophet and the unanimous consensus of the companions or of the Salaf of this Ummah, that Allah Azza wa is above his throne, and he is exalted above his creation. And Allah Azza wa is with his creation. Allah knows that which they are performing. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala. Now, Allah in Surah Fussilat, Allah mentioned about the creation of the heavens and the earth. And Allah mentioned the amount of time 
which he took to create the heavens and earth. And Allah mentioned that he is above his creation. And with that, Allah is with his creation. Meaning Allah sees his creation. Allah hears his creation. Allah knows that which they are, that which they are performing. And then he mentioned the verse in Surah Al-Hadid, Allah created the heavens and earth in six days. And then Allah rose above his throne. Allah knows that which is in the earth and that which comes out of the earth. And Allah knows that which descends from the heavens. And Allah knows that which ascends to the heavens. And verily Allah is with you. Allah is all aware. Uh, Allah is see that which you do. Allah sees that which you do from Surah Al-Hadid. So the Shaykh mentioned, Habib Allah Ta'ala, that this verse in Surah Al-Hadid informs about the knowledge of Allah and the fact that He is with His creation. Allah is above the, the heavens. Allah is above His throne. And His throne is greater than the heavens and the earth. But this does not mean that Allah is within His creation. Allah is not mixed with His creation, nor is He within His creation. But Allah Azawajal is above His creation and He sees them, He hears them, and He knows that which they are performing. As Allah mentioned to Harun and Musa, إِنِّي مَعَكُمَا أَسْمَعُ وَأَرَى Allah said to Harun and Musa, Verily I am with you, I see and I hear. So notice how Allah described He is with Harun and Musa, and then what did Allah say at the end? I see and I hear. And likewise in Surah Al-Mujadilah, where Aisha she said that the Prophet was speaking to this female in the room and I was present in the room and some of her speech I could hear and some of her speech I could not hear. So, and Aisha said, but Allah is above the seven heavens and Allah heard everything that the female said. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, so this does not mean that Allah is uh, within His creation. This is not intended, nor is it indicated by the Arabic language. And likewise, this is in contradiction to that which the, the Salaf have, have agreed upon. And this is uh, in contradiction to that which Allah created the, His creation upon. And the Shaykh said an example of that, if someone is walking on the streets, and he said this is just an example, if an individual is walking on the streets, and they, they, they have fear, and someone is in a building above him, and he says, it's okay, I, I, I'm with you. That does not mean that he's actually walking with the individual, but what? Why? how does he say it? Because he sees the individual, so he's with the individual, meaning he sees, he, he knows the individual is okay. So this is a, just an example. Then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, but those people who say that Allah is with his creation, these are the people that call to wahdatul wujud. That the creation is one, and the creator, the creation and the creation are one. So they say they don't believe that Allah, they don't believe that Allah is, a, that Allah Azawajal is there and that the creation is there. No, they said all of this is one. So the person who worships and the one who he worships, all of it is one. These are the, the people of Wahdatul Wujud and these are the people of extreme to Sawwuf. And then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that this is against the, the nature which Allah has created mankind upon. That the people, that they believe that there's a Lord. And similar to the, the slave girl, when one of the companions, he wanted to free his slave girl, and the Prophet ﷺ instructed him to bring her to him. And he said, where is Allah? She said, Allah is above his creation. So this slave girl was upon the fitrah. 
she was upon that which Allah created her, and that is the fitrah to know that Allah is above His creation. And then the Prophet said, and who am I? She said, you are the Messenger of Allah. The Prophet said, let her go, for verily she is a believer. And then the author mentioned the example of the Qamr, the moon. Verily the moon is from the creation of Allah Azawajal, and it is from the smallest of the creations of Allah Azawajal. And it is in the sky. But even though it is in the sky, it is with the person who travels, and it's with the person who doesn't travel. Meaning wherever you go, the moon is there. The moon is there, and the moon is above you. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that Allah Azawajal is the Lord of everything. And verily Allah controls everything. So Allah has all knowledge about His creation. He's all aware of His creation. And likewise the Prophet mentioned that you will see Allah Azawajal on the day of judgment and you will not have any difficulty in seeing your Lord Ta'ala. And then the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala so it is befitting that the believer submits to that which Allah informed about Himself and that which the Prophet ﷺ informed about Allah Azawajal. And you should have certainty that Allah created everything. And you have cer- should have certainty that Allah is all aware of everything. And you should have certainty in the might of Allah. You have, should have certainty in the sight of Allah. You should have certainty in the hearing of Allah. And everything which was informed by the Prophet ﷺ about the description of Allah Azawajal. That which Allah informed about Himself in the Qur'an, and likewise that which the Prophet ﷺ informed about Allah in the Sunnah. And then the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala mentioned that we supplicate to Allah to make us from amongst those that hear that which is a benefit. And we supplicate to Allah to make us firm upon the straight path. And we supplicate to Allah to increase us in Iman. And we likewise ask Allah to protect the Muslims and to protect us from the trials and the tribulations. And we ask Allah to give ease to the Muslims who have been oppressed. And verily, Allah is able to do all things. Question because I prefer to, from the etiquettes of uh, the lesson, is that you start with the questions that are related to the lesson. So many of these questions are related to fiqh, so I'm looking for the aqidah questions, and I will ask those before I ask the, the fiqh questions. يقول السائل كيف كيف يكون المرء كيف يكون المرء مخلصا في عمله وفي عبادته؟ 
عليه أن يكيف نفسه لأن يؤدي العمل المشروع الذي بمثله يتقرب الناس يقصد بذلك طاعة الله جل وعلا وتحصيل ثواب ذلك العمل ويستطيع أن يتخلص من الرياء من غيره لأن يحصر إرادته بطلب ما عند الله جل وعلا وبأنه يعمل العمل يبتغي به رضا ربه سبحانه وتعالى إذا كان لا يبالي رآه الناس يعمل أو ما رأوه وإنما يريد أن يعمل العمل لوجه الله فهذا دليل الإيمان Individuals asking, how does a person uh, know if he's sincere in his actions? Shaykh Mishnah It is upon him to bring himself to account and to intend that when he does actions which are legislated, that he seeks to obedience to Allah Azawajal so that he can gain the reward from Allah. The individual should try his best to free himself from showing off and doing actions for other than Allah. But rather when he performs an action, he should seek the pleasure of Allah. And he is not concerned with the people viewing his actions, but rather he seeks to please Allah in his actions. This is a sign of sincerity of his deeds. يقول السائل ما معنى بسم الله تعالى الصمد؟ الصمد معنى الصمد انه الكامل لنفسه المستغني عن غيره لذلك لما ذكر الله قل الله احد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد دائما يماثله معناها الصمد الكامل في كل اموره Individuals asking what is the meaning of the name of Allah Azawajal As-Samad As-Samad by is self-sufficient the meaning is that Allah Azawajal is complete he himself is complete and he is uh, self-sufficient from anyone else and because of that, Allah Azawajal قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدْ اللَّهُ الصَّمَدْ مَنْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُولَدْ Say that Allah is one, Allah is self-sufficient. So the meaning of the word Samad or the name Samad is that Allah Azawajal is complete in all of His affairs, in, in, in every way. Allah Azawajal is complete. يقول السائل هل القياس او استنباط الاحكام بالقياس من ديننا 
الاحكام لا تستنبط بالقياس انما تستنبط بفهم الادله وما تدل عليه فاذا فالقياس انما يقاس على شيء ثبت بالسنه او بالقران الكريم ولذلك انما يعتبر القياس اذا كان يقاس على الشيء الذي ثبت صحته ووصول الامور التي يقاس عليها هو ما جاء في الكتاب والسنه Individuals asking about analogy and is it from our religion? The Sheikh mentioned, Habibullah Ta'ala, uh, Naam, analogy, uh, the rulings are not made, or the, the origin of the ruling is not made from analogy, but that which is, uh, the origin of the ruling is made from understanding the proofs. As far as analogy in the religion, it is that you compare something to that which is already established in the Sunnah or in the Quran. So this is the correct analogy, is that you compare uh, or you give something a similar ruling to a, another ruling which is present uh, or which is present in the Quran. These, this is the origin of uh, deducting the rulings. نعم هل يجوز للعاطس أن يحمد الله وهو في الحمام يجوز ذلك إلا إذا كان في وضع قضاء الحاجة فيصبر حتى يوني حاجة ثم يحمد الله Is it permissible for an individual to praise Allah Alhamdulillah while he's in the bathroom Afwan if he sneezes while he's in the bathroom the Sheikh Mitten is permissible Except if he's in a state of uh, taking care of, you know, relieving himself at times. No, except if he's in a state of relieving himself, then it's not permissible. But um, other than that, then it's permissible for him to praise Allah Azza wa Jal. يقول السائل هل يجوز للمسلم الرجل المسلم أن يكون صديقا لامرأة مسلمة أو هل يجوز وكذلك هل يجوز لامرأة مسلمة أن تكون صديقة للرجل المسلم؟ الصداقة على حسب أعراف الناس تجر إلى ما ورائها ورائها أما كون المرأة تحب رجل لما تعلم عنهم التقى والصلاح يعني محبة قلبية وليس محبة مصاحبة مصادقة يعني من شأن هذا الصديق المصاحب أن يخلو بصديقه وقد قال النبي ما صلى الله عليه وسلم ما خلى رجلا بامرأة إلا كان الشيطان ثالثهما Individuals ask, individuals ask, is it permissible for a 
a Muslim to be friends, opposite sex, a man to be friends, a female, a female to be friends, a man. And the Shaykh mentioned that this type of friendship, that which is known amongst the people, is that it leads to that which is behind it, so any impermissible actions. As for a woman, or an individual, he mentioned a woman, for example, a woman loving a man because of that which is present in the man of taqwa and God-fearing and the likes, then that's permissible for her to have in her heart. That type of love is permissible. But she does not befriend the individual. She does not have a relationship with the individual. Because this type of befriend, uh, befriending, as the Prophet said, it leads to you having impermissible meetings and you know dealings. As the Prophet said also mentioned that uh, a man does not uh, a man is not alone with a woman he's not a mahram for except the shaitan is the third. So this would lead to impermissible deeds. Hmm. أن يصف الإنسان شخص بأنه مثل فلان تماما أي شبهه والتمثيل قريب من ذلك ليس كمثله في الله جل وعلا ليس كمثله شيء هو السميع البصير so you describe them, uh, you make them very similar. And he said, Tanthil is very similar. Tanthil is similar. And with regards to Allah Azawajal, we understand that nothing is similar to Allah Azawajal, and He is the All-Hearing, the All-Seeing. Kaifa. كيف نفهم الشخص الذي يقرأ القرآن ويفسر القرآن على على رأيه هو بدون أن يرجع لتفسير السلف؟ إذا كان الشخص يفسر القرآن وهو عالم باللغة لغة القرآن العربية فيفسر الكلام بما يدل عليه اللفظ مع جودته في علم الشريعة ولغة العرب هذا يتحدث عن معاني الآيات التي تدل عليها ألفاظها لا حرج أما إذا أراد أن يدل على أمر غائب فهذا يحتاج إلى أن يستعين بما جاء عن الشارع وبالتالي إذا فسر القرآن برأيه بمجرد الرأي فإنه يخطئ ولو كان لأن القرآن منهما يكون معناه ظاهرا الذي فيه لا تفعل كذا وكذا أو يفعل كذا وكذا ومنما يحتاج إلى إراح فلا يحل الإنسان أن ينصب نفسه ليفسر القرآن إلا وهو مؤهل في في العلوم التي تعينه على ذلك Individuals asking, um, how do we explain to an individual who explains the Qur'an with his own interpretation without referring back to the tafsir of the highest predecessors? It says, the Sheikh mentioned Habib al-Ata'ala, if the individual is explaining the Qur'an 
and he is knowledgeable about the language, the Arabic language, and he's explaining the, the wording of the Quran. And this individual has he's strongly grounded in the legislation, Islamic legislation, and in the Arabic language, and he's only explaining the words. Then there's no problem. But if the individual is explaining something which is unclear and something which he needs uh, tafsir, he needs explanation, and he needs knowledge about, then this is incorrect. And him doing so, he has fallen into a mistake even if his explanation is correct. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, with regards to the Qur'an, you have that which is, its meaning is it's clear. Its meaning is absolutely clear. For example, Allah says, do this. That's clear. Allah says, don't do this. That's clear. But there are other parts of the Qur'an that need an explanation and clarity. So an individual should not explain those things except that he is qualified to do so. لدي موقع على الشبكة وأضع فيه آيات وأحاديث الصحيحة عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم والتفكير أو يعني مقالات تفكيرية للمسلمين فهل يجوز ذلك فهل يجوز لذلك العمل؟ إذا كنت تذكر الشيء بكامل نصه ولا تضيف إليه معلومة وتنسبها إلى النص وهي ليست من وإذا وضعت شيئا فيه نصح وموعظة تكون بينت من من أين نقلت هذه المعاني فلا حرج Individuals asking he has a website and he posts in it verses and hadiths and reminders is it permissible for him to do this The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala you should put the complete text and you should not add anything to it. You should not add anything to the text. If you place an admonition, if you place a reminder, you should also inform where you got it from. You should inform your original reference. If this is the case, then there's no problem in you doing so. الأصل أن العلم ليس ملكا للعالم حتى يتحكم فيه ويقول لا ينقل هذا الشيء إلا عني أقول إذا ترجم الكلام للمعنى الحقيقي ولم ينتقص منه شيئا ولم يدخل فيه ما يغير معناه وثق من سلام الذر فلا حرج The individual is asking Is it permissible to translate the books of the people of the people of knowledge and to sell them without the permission of the scholars And the Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala the origin as it relates to knowledge is that it doesn't belong to anyone Knowledge is not the possession of anyone in order for the individual to say, this is mine and it should only be attributed to me. So if an individual translates something, uh, and he translates it as it is, and he does not add anything to it or change anything from it, then there's no problem in him doing this. 
ويسأل كذلك عن بيعها مثلا يترجم الكتب ويبيعها بدون أن يستعذم صاحب الكتاب إذا لم يحصل فيها نقص ولا زيادات بحيث لا ينسب إلى قائل هذا مؤلف هذا الكتاب لا ينسب له شيء إلا بيقين ولن يتجاوز ما وضعه في كتابه إن شاء الله لا حرج وإن كان الناس يطالبون بحقوق التأليف وحقوق إلى آخره لكن الأصل في العلم أنه لا يملكه العالم Then I said, what about uh, if they're selling it? Then the Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala. As long as the individual has not added to it, he has not added to the, or, the original work, and he's absolutely sure that that which he has translated is in accordance to that which was presented by the seller, then there's no problem in him doing so, even if he's selling it. And the Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala. You do have individuals that say uh, publishing rights and the likes of that, but the origin is that the knowledge is not the the property of the scholar himself or the author himself. تقول السؤال هل يجب على المرأة المسلمة أن تتحجب أمام المرأة الكافرة؟ لا لا يجب. لكن لا تبدي شيئا من محاسنها فإننا لا حرج أن يظهر الوجه والكفان والقدمان ونحو ذلك لكن لا تتعرى أمام كافر females asking is it um, is it obligatory for the Muslim female to wear the hijab in front of a disbelieving female the Sheikh said it's not obligatory for her to wear the hijab but she should not show the her beauty you know the beautiful parts of her of her body for example she can expose her face she can expose her the palms of her hands but she should not expose you know things uh, which you know attractive things in front of a disbelieving woman تقول المرأة هل يجب على المرأة أن تغطي قدميها أثناء الصلاة؟ هل يجب على المرأة أن تغطي قدميها أثناء الصلاة؟ يجب عليها أن تستر جميع بدنها ما عدا وجهها في صلاتها. لكن إذا كان الثوب لا يغطي القدمين وشق عليها ذلك فيتساهل يتسامح في أمر القدمين ولو بدتا. وكلما كانت المرأة أكمل سترا لجميع جسدها ما عدا الوجه في صلاتها فلا فهذا هو المطلوب. Females asking is it obligatory for the female to cover her feet during the prayer? The Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala it's obligatory upon the female to cover all of her body except the face. But if she's wearing a garment and this is during the prayer, if she's wearing a garment that it's difficult for her to cover her feet then it's somewhat she's pardoned uh, because of her not having the ability to cover her face, uh, to cover her feet. And the Sheikh mentioned the more a woman can cover herself during the prayer, this is better and more befitting. في كتابيات اليوم في السؤال ما نصيحتكم لإدارة المسجد نظرا لكثرة من جاءهم من المسلمين 
يريدون ان يتزوجوا من من كتابيات او يتزوجوا من ما يسمى عندنا بصديقاتهم اذا وثق بعفتها وانها تصون نفسها وتحفظ نفسها بيقين فقد اباح الله جل وعلا المحصنات من اهل الكتاب وكلما كان المسلم ابعد عن الكافره كلما كان احوط له ثم ما الذي يؤمنه ان تحمل منه هذه الكافره ثم تبالغه فتلد مولودا من هذا المسلم فيربى على دين الكافرين The individual is asking, there is a masjid in America that has decided not to perform marriages between Muslim men and disbelieving women due to the difficulties related to determining whether the conditions of ihsan, uh, chast, the fact that female is chast, are fulfilled by the, by the woman from the people of the book today. So the question is, what is your advice to the administration of that masjid in light of the many Muslims who come to them wanting to marry what they call girlfriends? The Shaykh mentioned, if you have proven If you are certain that she is chaste, if you are absolutely certain that that disbelieving woman, disbelieving Christian or Jew, uh, no, disbelieving Christian or Jew uh, is chaste, then Allah has made it obligatory that we marry from their chaste women, Christian or Jews. But the more a Muslim man abstains from marrying a disbelieving woman, it is better and preferred because what has guaranteed you that you marry this woman and then she becomes pregnant and then you separate from her and then she raises your child as a disbeliever so the more an individual abstains from doing so this is better and more preferred <laughs> كان نقص الصلاة الغائبة أن الصلاة الجنازة الصلاة على الغائب ليس كذلك النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى على أصحمة ملك الحبشة لما مات النبي في المدينة بلغه بالوحي موته فأخبر الصحابة بذلك فخرج بهم وصلى بهم صلاة الجنازة ولم يعرف أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم صلى بعد ذلك على ميت بعيد وكذلك الخلفاء لا عرف يعرف عنهم ذلك لكن النبي لم ينهى هو صلى على الجنازة واختلف العلماء قال إن أصحمه ليس عنده واحد أن يصلي عليه مات في بلد في بلد كافرة وهو مسلم فهي خلاف بين العلماء إذا صلى عليه الناس فلا حرج أن تصلي معهم لأنك تدعو لذلك الميت وإن كان الأولى عدم التوسع في ذلك في الصلاة على 
الغائب من من If you just ask what is the ruling on the funeral prayer when the body is not uh, the body is not present, meaning you pray the janazah without the body being present. The Sheikh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala. It took place that the Prophet Wasallam prayed over the ruler of Habasha. When the ruler of Ethiopia died in Ethiopia, and the Prophet received revelation that he had died, he informed the companions that he had died, and they prayed Salat al Janazah in Al Medina. But it was not known that the Prophet ever did that after, thereafter. And likewise, it is not known that the Khulafa al Rashidin ever did that. But what is said is that the Prophet didn't forbid it. But the scholars disagree in this regard. Some of the scholars say the reason why the Prophet did so, meaning praying over, praying Janazah, the funeral prayer over the rule of Habasha, is because he died in a disbelieving land and there, were no one, there was no one to pray over him. So the scholars disagree in this regard. So the Shaykh mentioned Abi Bala Ta'ala. So if, um, if some people are going to pray Salat al Ghaib, some people are going to perform that prayer the funeral prayer over a person who is not present, then you can pray with them because you're supplicating for the deceased. But you should not expand this by constantly praying over people that are not present, meaning Salat al-Qa'ib. يَقُولُ السَّعَلْ هُنَا الدَّاعِيَ أَوْ الدَّاعِيَ الَّذِي صَدَرَ مِنْهُ بَعْضِ الْمُخَالِفَاتِ الْأَخْلَاقِيَةِ وَلَكِنَّهُ عَلَى عَقِيدَةِ الصَّافِيَةِ وَالْمَنْهَةِ الصَّافِيَةِ فَهَلْ نَفْضَحْهُ أَمَامَ النَّاسِ وَنَتَكَلَّمْ عَنْهُ أَوْ هَلْ نَنْصَحُهُ سِرًّا أولاً لا يقدم الإنسان على ذكر عيوب الآخرين إلا إذا كان الأمر يحتاج إلى أن يعرف الناس عنه حتى يتجنبوه أما إذا أمكن أن ينصح المخطئ وبشرط لا تكون هذه المخالفات الاخلاقيه وقوع في ارض في كبائر الذنوب كالزنا مثلا والسرقه فينبغي ان يكتفى بنصحه وارشاده ومراقبه has certain deficiencies in his character, but his aqid and his minhaj is correct. Should he be embarrassed in front of and exposed in front of the people and spoken about, or should he be advised? And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, it's befitting that the, that the Muslim does not seek to mention the faults of others, except in, if there's dire necessity. But the origin is that you should abstain from that. Then the Shaykh mentioned Abiy Allah Ta'ala, but if these, uh, if these mistakes are related to major sins, for example, the individual has fallen into fornication, or the individual has uh, is drinking, or the individual is stealing, and the likes of that, and this needs, uh, or if this requires that the individual is, others are informed, then that is the case. But if not, then it is befitting that you suffice with advising the individual and correcting the individual. The Prophet said, "Imra'atun fi Amerika tazawajat bi rajul 
برجل مسجون ثم تبين لها بعد ذلك أن الرجل سوف يمكث وقتا طويلا في السجن فهل يجوز لها أن تطالبه بالفراق؟ يجوز لأن الأصل في الزواج أن تحصل متزوجة على الاستفادة من الزوج من عشرة ومؤانسة ونفقة إذا كان تزوجت شخصا سيطول مكثه في السجن فلا شك أن هذا يضر بها فلا حرج عليها إذا طلبت الطلاق A female in America has married a man who's in jail and then it became clear to her that the man would be in jail for a long period of time. It's permissible for her to seek separation. The Sheikh mentioned and said it's permissible for her to seek separation. The origin as it relates to marriage is that the woman is protected and cared for in the marriage. She's benefited. She benefits from the marriage in terms of the companionship, in terms of the spending, in terms of the, 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 the comfort. So, if the man is going to be in jail for a long period of time, indeed this brings about harm for the woman, so it's permissible for her to seek a separation. الزكاة للمهر الذي أخذ الذي أخذه الذي أخذته من الرجل إذا بقي عندها مهرها سنة يوم أخذت وكان نصابا والنصاب معروف في الفضة وثمنها والذهب وثمنه فإنها تزكيه إذا حال عليه الحول. The female is asking, is it obligatory upon the woman to pay zakat for the mahab that she took from her husband? And the Sheikh mentioned Abi Bala Ta'ala, if the woman, if the female saves her mahab from the day she took it and a year thereafter, and if one year has completed from the time that she has taken her mahar and she still has it, then it is obligatory for her to pay the zakat, the poor tax, as long as it reaches the amount which is known for the gold and uh, the silver. موظف في إحدى الوزارات وقد منعت وقد منعت من لباس الشرعي الإسلامي فهل يجوز لي أن أستمر في ذلك العمل؟ إذا كان العمل الذي تقوم به يتطلب نوعا من اللباس وألزموك بذلك والتخلي عن بقية عن اللباس الذي اعتدت فلا حرج وأما إذا كان اللباس الذي ألزمت به لا يحتاج إليه العمل فمن حقك أن تعرف إذا كنت لا ترى بذلك 
individuals asking, I work in one of the ministries and they have uh, forbidden me from wearing Islamic clothing. Uh, what is your advice in that regard? And the Sheikh mentioned Abi if the job that you work for has requested a particular type of clothing because of the job itself, because of the nature of the job itself, then there's no problem in you obeying them in that regard. But if the job has uh, made it obligatory that you wear clothing that's not related at all to the job, then from your right, it is your right to uh, reject them in that regard. يقول السائل هل وقع بين الصحابة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اختلاف في الاعتقاد؟ لا. الله جل وعلا رضيهم صحابة لمحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم فلم يختلفوا في أمر الاعتقاد. Individuals asking did the companions of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم disagree in aqida? And the Sheikh said no. Allah عز وجل Allah Azawajal was, was pleased with them as the companions of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and therefore they did not disagree in matters of, of belief. يقول السائل هل يجوز لي ولزوجتي ولزوجتي أن نزكى أن نزكى على أخت زوجتي هل يجوز للرجل وزوجته أن يدفع الزكاة إلى أخت الزوجة إذا كانت أخت الزوجة من أهل الزكاة محتاجة فإعطاؤها الزكاة أفضل من إعطاءها شخصا بعيد من الزوجة وزوجها فإن الأقربين أولى بالمعروف وإعطاء الصدقة القريب المحتاج صدقة وبر The question is asking, can my wife and I give zik- can my wife and I give her sister, any the sister of his wife zakat? The Sheikh mentioned Abi if she is in need of zakat, if she is one of the individuals who's eligible for zakat, she's in need, then giving her the zakat is better than giving another individual. Because the people that are family, they are more deserving than other people. And by you doing so, this is charity and this is keeping good relations. يقول السائل هل يجوز للمسلم أن يصلي الفرائض في في سيارته وهي تتحرك؟ يصلي يصلي الفرائض في السيارة وهي تتحرك. إذا تعذر عليه أن ينزل يصلي في الأرض على نسط ذلك فإنه يصلي ولو كان على السيارة حتى ولو لم يكن اتجاهها القبلة لأن الله يقول فاتقوا الله ما استطعتم. Is it permissible for an individual to pray in his car the obligatory prayers? The Sheikh mentioned if it's totally impossible uh, for the individual to stop his car and to pray on the ground, then he would pray in his car uh, even if he is not facing the Qibla because of the need.
يقول السادة السلام عليكم أريد أن أدرس في الجامعة في جامعة الإسلامية جامعة الإمام ولكن عندي مشكلة قد تخوفني من ذلك وهي معرفتي بأن بعد التخرج يعني بعد أن يتخرج هو من الجامعة سيكون مسؤولا عن الدعوة وتبليغ الإسلام للناس ولكن أستهي أن أتكلم أمام الناس فما نصيحتكم لي؟ نصيحتي إذا حصل لك تأخذ الشهادة من جامعة إسلامية علمية في علوم الشريعة فبادر واستعن بالله جل وعلا وإذا حصلت على الشهادة فاحرص على أن تبذل مقتضى هذه الشهادة التي أنعم الله عليك بتحصيل هذه الشهادة بأنك أهل فبلغ هذه التشريعة هذه الشريعة وانصح الناس بها على قدر مستطاعك. Individuals asking, I want to study in Jamaat Imam, Imam University, but I have a problem that frightens me, and that is, I know that after I graduate from the university, I will be responsible for Islamic propagation and teaching the people. And I am very shy to speak in front of the people. So what is your advice? The Sheikh mentioned Abiy Allah Ta'ala, if you have the ability to gain a certificate from the Islamic University, then you should race uh, and be diligent in doing so. And you should seek assistance from Allah Azza wa Jal. And once you gain the certificate, then you should fulfill the obligation upon you. That which Allah has blessed you with, and that is to teach the people the religion. And uh, you should do so according to your ability. يسأل السؤال عن حكم سفر المرأة بدون محرم لتحضر حفلة زواج أخيها أو أختها. يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. في الحديث المخرج في الصحيح لا يحل لامراه تؤمن بالله واليوم الاخر ان تسافر الا مع ذي محرم او زوج. فلا يجوز لها السفر الا مع محرم. Individuals asking about a female traveling for the purpose of attending her sister or her brother's wedding. Without a mahram. The Sheikh mentioned Abi Allah the Prophet said in the hadith which is recorded inside Bukhari that it is not permissible for a woman to, that believes in Allah in the last day to travel without a mahram or without a husband. So it is not permissible for that female to travel uh, as was stated in the question. لا يتحقق رؤية الله إلا مع رضوان الله على العدل. وأفضل أفضل الأمور أن يحقق الله للمؤمن الرؤية. والله يقول للذين آمنوا للذين أحسنوا الحسنى وزيادة، الزيادة هذه فسرها العلماء بأنها النظر إلى وجه الله جل وعلا. Individuals asking what's what's greater, 
more tremendous to see Allah or the pleasure of Allah. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, you will not see Allah except that Allah Azza is pleased with you. Except that you have obtained the pleasure of Allah Azza And the greatest thing that Allah Ta'ala has blessed the servants with is for them to see Him. As Allah Ta'ala says, For those who have done good, we will give good and that which is extra. The scholars have described the extra to be the seeing the face of Allah or to look at Allah Azza يقول السؤال هل ينسب إلى الله عز وجل الشر؟ هل الشر ينسب إلى الله عز وجل؟ هل هل ينسب الشر إلى الله عز وجل؟ الشر 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 ولا لا الشر لا الشر لا يقال الله هذا الشر ليس إليك ولكن لا يمكن أن يوجد شر إلا ويكون الله قد قدر حصوله لأنه لا يمكن أن يوجد في هذا الكون شيء خارج عن إرادة الله جل وعلا Individuals asking do you attribute evil is it correct to attribute evil to Allah Azza wa Jal Shaykh mentioned no we don't attribute evil to Allah Azza wa Jal as it was mentioned by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam وَالشَّرْرُ لَيْسَ إِلَيْكِ The evil is not attributed to you but that which we understand is that nothing which takes place in this creation is exempt from the decree of Allah Azza wa Jal. So nothing is exempt from the, 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 the want and the decree of Allah Azza wa Jal, but the evil is not attributed to Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. يقول السؤال ما معنى قول الله قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أو قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فإن يد الله على الجماعة. يعني أن المجتمعين على الخير يكون نصرهم من الله جل وعلا وليس معناها اليد أن اليد الله جل وعلا هي نفسها عليه وإنما يعني جاء حاصل له لهم نصره إياهم كما تقول أنا معك كذا لا تقصد أنك أنت تسير بجانبه وإنما أنت معه بنصره Uh, meant by the hand of Allah is over the jama'ah, the group. Sheikh mentioned that uh, meaning the group that is uh, united upon good, Allah Azawajal will assist these individuals. This doesn't mean that Allah His hand is actually on these individuals. Likewise, or similar to that, if you say to an individual, I'm with you. You don't mean that you're actually physically with the individual or walking with the individual, but you mean that you assist and support the individual. يقول عندنا في 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 بريطانيا عالم يدعي ان الامور الاعتقاديه ليست مهمه فما نصيحتكم تجاه هذا الرجل؟ لا شك ان هذا منكر وضلال اهم الامور والاساس للمسلم الاعتقاد ان يعتقد ان الله جل وعلا هو القادر على كل شيء 
وان الله هو المدبر لهذا الكون وان الله هو خالق الخلق وانه المتكفل بارزاقهم هذا كلام فاسد العقيده يعني الايمان بالله جل وعلا وتدبيره وان الامر كله له هذا هو الاساس Individuals asking in the UK, we have a scholar who claims that uh, the, the affairs of Aqidah are not important. What is your advice? Sheikh mentioned there's no doubt that this statement is evil and this statement is deviant. The most important affairs in the life of the Muslims is his belief. To believe that Allah is able to do all things, to believe that Allah controls everything, to believe that Allah created everything, to believe that Allah is responsible for providing for everything. So this speech of the individual is evil speech. We must have belief in Allah Azza wa Jal, that Allah controls everything, the affair belongs to Allah Azza wa Jal. This is the foundation of our religion. Awal nahmad Allah Jalla wa ala ala ma manna bihi alayna jami'an min hadhal ijtima'a aladhi nas'al Allah subhanah an yakuna minna jami'an ibtiga'a marvaqa كما نسأله سبحانه جل وتعالى أن يجعلنا ممن يحرص على حمل العلم والعمل به ونسأله سبحانه وتعالى أن يحسن عاقبتنا جميعا في الأمور كلها وأن يعاملنا بعفوه ويصلح حالنا ومآلنا وأن يعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأن يذل الكفر والكافرين والمنافقين وأن يجيرنا من الفتن ما ظهر منها وبطن وأن يحقق لنا في هذه البلاد الأمن على الدين والدنيا وأن يحقق ذلك للمسلمين في كل مكان كما أسأل جل وعلا أن ينصر المظلومين في الشام وفي برما وفي غيرها من بقاع الإسلام أن ينصر كل فئة مسلمة حقا أن ينصرها على أعدائها وأن يعاجل البلد التي تسعى حكومتها لتدميرها ان يعاجلها بالفرج في الشام كما نسأله جل وعلا ان يحقق لاهل فلسطين تحصيل مرادهم من امر من نصر دينهم وتحصيل دنياهم انه جل وعلا مجيب الدعاء كما نسأل الله جل وعلا ان يرينا في المعينين لدولة بشار الأسد أن يرينا في المعينين له عجائب قدرته وأن يرينا في أثار ذلك في روسيا وإيران والحكومة الرافضية العراقية أيضا والحزب المسمى زورا وبهتانا حزب الله وهو حزب الشيطان في لبنان أن يرينا في جميع ولائك عجائب قدرته وأن يهدينا ويهدي أهل الشام وسائر بلاد الإسلام إنه مجيب الدعاء وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا. الشيخ حفيظ الله تعالى منشنا بفرز الله عز وجل for that which he has bestowed upon us and ask Allah عز وجل to make this gathering in seek of his pleasure and we ask Allah تعالى to make us diligently from amongst or to make us from amongst those who are diligent in carrying the religion and acting upon it, we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to give us a good ending 
and to correct our affairs in this life and the next and ask Allah to give might and glory to Islam and to debase this belief. We ask Allah to protect us from all trials and tribulations. We ask Allah to protect and safeguard our religious affairs and our hereafter affairs. And we ask Allah to give ease to those who have been oppressed in Syria. We ask Allah to give ease to the Muslims who have been oppressed in different parts of the world. And we ask Allah to give ease to no, the Muslims who have been oppressed in Syria. Likewise, the Muslims who have been oppressed in Palestine. We ask Allah to assist them in their worldly affairs and in their religion. Indeed, Allah is the one to answer the call. And we ask Allah to uh, show us His might in the countries who have supported Bashar Assad. And we ask Allah to punish the countries who have supported his government, such as Russia and Iran and Hezbollah Shaitan. And we ask Allah to show us his might. And our last application is all praise be to Allah, the Lord of the Lords, and may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon the Prophet Muhammad and his companions and family members.